0: The voice of the narrator who knows the whole story cannot be dismissed as old-fashioned or uncool. It's not only the oldest and most widely used storytelling voice, it's also the most versatile, flexible, and complex of the points of view. Ursula K. Le Guin. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing.
1: Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Leigh
0: Time to return the favor.
1: She is saying that because I got into detail last episode about certain things she can look at in order to improve her story, especially the overall structure of the story. And now it's my turn to play author and her turn to play editor so she can roast me
0: and tell me all of the stuff I need to do in today's case. It's about first-person omniscient, This is a difficult point of view to maintain. It's good, but it's difficult.
1: By first person omniscient, we mean first person I. I is the main character throughout the entire series. We don't actually name him, so he's just called I. For this series, we'll be talking about him as MC. Omniscient means he knows everything that's going on, even outside of his own person. In this case, that's because he's looking back on the scene. I later learned that her name
0: was this. So the idea, the setting of this book is he's writing about the experiences, what, 50 years in the future, 40 years in the future? I don't know how old he is. He's like 65 at the time of the events. Okay. So it's like 10 years in the future. So he's looking back on everything, writing it down because it was a significant event in the world but this was the first time you tried this, right? Had you done a first-person book before? I had dabbled in first-person in both
1: black and white and then later in the Legends series, which hasn't been released yet. But I had not done first-person omniscient and I hadn't done a single point-of-view character at all up until this point.
0: So you've always had the opportunity to show a scene from this person, show a scene from this person, show a scene from this person. That restriction kind of came across in this book. And also the omniscient. Because the setting established at the beginning was that he's writing the experiences in the future. And he throughout the series kind of jumps back to the present of him writing the book. Your red flag word, like I mentioned in our first episode this month, was now when you have a setup like that you cannot use now when you are in the past
1: so this mostly happened when we're talking about now him writing the story now the events of the story when i'm talking about prior to that his prime days when his backstory of some regard Then he jumps back to the events of the story he's writing down. Those are now, which is a habit that's born from not having this omniscient point of view. So if we go chronologically, one being his backstory, two being the events of the story, and then three being when he's writing down the story. If I'm hopping from one to two, I can't say now because that's implying three. Yes.
0: So throughout my editing process, I removed more than a dozen, if not two dozen, nows. Yeah,
1: I can see I have made a
0: lot of those. So that's the first thing that I really noticed when I was going through this was that inconsistency of timeline. I really admire you for trying something new, for challenging yourself, because not enough authors do that. They don't challenge themselves to try something new. So hats off to you for trying first-person omniscient. I don't think I could personally do it. Another thing in this same vein, so much of your writing style that was apparent, especially in the Chroma series, is the reactions. You love that action, making it feel, even though it's written in technically past tense, making it feel like they're in the moment really getting those reactions down, really getting the quick sentences, the quick beats, and it works in your action novels. But in a first-person omniscient setting, it's kind of jarring because I know personally that the main character is five years in the future writing this down. So when he says something like, I would be watching the full moon, my thoughts stop me in my tracks. I feel like, quote unquote, present MC would be able to finish that sentence before just jumping to the next thing like, oh, hey, I remembered something. And so that felt a little bit jarring to me.
1: How would you propose I fix that? Because I get what you're saying, but I don't know that it's more entertaining to not drop off that thought and divert. And that's
0: why I left most of them, honestly. (laughs) I'm probably a terrible editor in this. But it was one of those things that if it wasn't so much your style, I would have pushed further to change it. But if I changed it, then it wouldn't be liesis. Which I definitely
1: appreciate because as much as I may try to escape it, my voice as an author, I feel, is pretty pronounced. And even though the MC's voice in this is very distinct and very different, very academic,
0: I have my style that I like and I know how to communicate through. So while you have these moments like this where it's, when it's scraped against the bone, an open-throated cry of pain escaped me before I could stop it. Breathe. Why is present MC commanding past MC to breathe? That's how I read it. But as long as you can kind of suspend that disbelief Or because it is an established piece of your writing throughout the whole story, it's plausible enough to say when he's writing it down, living in those moments again, trying to re-experience them to write them accurately.
1: It is noted later in the series that he is very good at words. He's good at especially remembering words through dialogue and regurgitating that later, that was kind of as a necessity in order to be able to tell the story the character kind of has to be good at that for me to be able to pull off this first person omniscient otherwise he'd be going she said something like so she referenced in this regard so part of his character is that he's very good
0: at remembering words especially in dialogue and if it's his own internal dialogue that he's remembering and writing like telling himself to breathe or the dialogue of actually his thoughts stopped where they stopped and he remembered something else, then that flow works. That's why I left them, because it shouldn't work. And I don't advise anybody else to do this unless it is very, very much your style of writing that you have already established.
1: Yeah, I feel like I may have bitten off more than I can chew with this series, I do like to challenge myself and throw at least one new concept into every bit of my writing. How many did you do for this book? Ten? At least four off the top of my head. Different point of view. MC isn't the main character. He doesn't see himself as the main character. He sees his student as the main character. This is her story. Magic? Yeah, any magic of any kind. And then not naming the main character at all throughout an entire
0: series. Yes. So those are four major things that were thrown into your style that created a lot of this challenge that we're talking about specifically in this episode. So for you, our listeners, as you're writing, when you're working through which point of view, this is why you need to decide before you start what point of view you're going to be using. So you can keep these things consistent. So if you have someone you establish as writing down the events in the future, you aren't using the word now a lot over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I've had several other people review it before I gave it to you and no one brought that up. No one noticed at all. Or if they did notice, they didn't tell me. So thank you very much for catching that because that's something that was definitely a growing experience for me as an author to try to push these boundaries and to know when I failed in that is super helpful in making sure I succeed in the future in that. So very big thank you to you for that one.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) I hope this episode has helped you learn a little bit more about the editing process, about the writing process and how to really look and analyze specific details of your writing. So challenge yourself. Find something new you can try to incorporate, that you can try to do. And then remember, write selfishly.